Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back to episode seven of Artist Impressions. I've had a little break. Christmas has happened, but I'm back. This week, I'm joined by Sophie Fields, who is an Edinburgh-based printmaker, textile designer and installation artist. She graduated from Edinburgh College of Art in 2019 and has since then held the position of artist in residence at George Watson's College in Edinburgh and has recently unveiled a large textile installation in the windows of the Festival Theatre, where it's important to mention that Sophie and I both worked as ushers until the pandemic closed the theatres. Um, Sophie, thank you for coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Oh, you're welcome. And um, are you able to do much making at the moment? Are you are you able to get to your studio? Um, luckily, I am. The school at what's George Watson's is still open. Um, yeah, for key worker children. So luckily, I am able to still go into the studio. Um, it has been quite quiet, so. I don't feel too bad going in to use the space. Um, but as as well, yeah, luckily before Christmas when the schools were open, you know, we were all in there quite a lot. It just felt really normal. So yeah, I have been really lucky with the with the space I have. That's so nice. I'd like to start by talking about the um, installation you've done in the Festival Theatre Windows. I presume it's your largest piece of work. It's um, uh, over 150 metres of fabric. It's called Hanging by a Million Threads. I wonder, do you want to describe it for listeners? Describe your massive piece. Yeah, of course. So the theatre had an open call for submissions, I think in October time to install a piece at the Festival Theatre that said a big kind of thank you to everyone who donated to the crowdfunder page, um, the emergency crowdfunder, to, yes, say, like save the theatre, obviously, because they'd lost so much money through like, box office returns. So, yeah, I entered that with an idea to install a textiles piece that included all the messages that had been left on the crowdfunder page, um, I think it was 525 comments altogether. So every banner includes every single message um, kind of going up the way, so vertically. And then in the middle of every banner, there's a kind of key message that I've, I've picked out. I think there's about 20 banners altogether with the messages on. So I picked out the ones that are most related to the Kings or the festival specifically, or just kind of theatre in Edinburgh because um, obviously the Kings and the festival have the international festivals during the summer and then obviously Panto at Christmas, the ballets, the musicals. Um, so yeah, they host a wide range of performances. Um, and yeah, just a way for everyone to see, you know, what everyone thought of the buildings. Um, people obviously can't wait for theatre ret- to return they were like the first thing to kind of close and it looks like they'll be the last things to reopen. So it's important just to keep those messages um, kind of alive and everyone's, yeah, support to the theatre. But yeah, I was really glad, obviously I was chosen. Uh, yeah, the largest piece of fabric I'd ever made was probably about three metres, so it was quite different. Um, 
but yeah I like you said obviously we used to work there so I, yeah I felt like I knew the building quite well and yeah I was glad I was able to do something colorful <laughs> yeah it seems so special that it was you who who was chosen to do the piece because you know we all we all know you we all know that you know the space um yeah I went and looked at it the other day and I just stood and stared at it for ages reading all the banners and um yeah it was so moving because I, I I miss it so much it's been nearly a year um so yeah it's lovely to see your yeah. work I'm wondering um where the ideas for the installation did it was it all there when you when you first proposed it or did it sort of evolve in conversation with people at the theatre um, yeah, it did kind of evolve. To begin with, every banner was going to have messages that went kind of like horizontally, um, but we realised they'd be too small, so we just picked out the best kind of 20 and then decided to include all the other messages just kind of like in the background. So you could still read them if you went up close and looked at them kind of sideways. Yeah. Um, but it just meant it was more kind of accessible for everyone and it was really clear um, to see yeah. those messages straight away. Um, but yeah, we were always going to use the kind of like theatre's colours, like the purple, the orange, the blue and the pink, like the whole yeah. kind of like brand, um, just because they are super bright and colourful. Um, so yeah, they didn't really change change too much. Um, but yeah, the idea was always to have kind of like a banner in every other window. So Yeah. yeah. Um, and and the, the, the making process, I, I suppose... There are similarities with your other work, sort of the block colours and sort of balancing balancing shapes and whatever, but did it feel like a sort of completely different thing that you were doing or did it feel informed by your other work? Um, yeah, it was very different. Um, very Obviously, it's quite graphics-based, um, all the text, and, yeah, just, like, sifting through all the messages. Um, so that was really interesting, actually, reading what everyone had to say. But yeah, and yeah, also, like, not using any white space. Like, the only white space is the actual message, whereas usually I feel like I use kind of a bit more white space. Um, but, yeah, no, I did really enjoy working with everyone at the theatre. And, yeah, just like you said, like, the scale of it was absolutely enormous compared to things I've done before. So, yeah. How often do you walk past it? It must be so sort of surreal and wonderful to see it. Um, Maybe, like, once a week. But, yeah, sometimes I forget and I turn around and I'm like, oh, my gosh... <laughs> it's still there <laughs> yeah we installed it the weekend just before Christmas um so it's been about four weeks now and yeah with the current lockdown it's looking like it might be there for a couple more months yeah. before we take it down um so yeah like we're just trying to keep it fresh maybe look at involving some of the community groups that the theatre are involved with um further down the line and yeah, we're also thinking about what to do when the piece comes down. Like, how can we reuse the fabric? So, oh yeah, that's exciting at the moment. Yeah, I, talking s- about I saw how you it can be redone. Post in the in the theatre group. What what are your ideas for um, how the fabric could be used? Well, we've had a few ideas. Um, talking about the king's redevelopment, could it be included in that somehow? We could maybe take it and make it into some upholstered pieces. Maybe some chairs. Um, or maybe on the walls, it could be used on the walls. And then we also talked about using it in um, like smaller pieces to sell to the public, maybe tote bags or mm. wee pouches. So yeah, we just want to not let it go in a box somewhere. 
brilliant. I, I'm excited to see how it's used. Um, I'd like to move on to um, asking you a bit about your degree. But before I do that, I must remember that I ask my guests every week to name their episode. So I'll just I'll just leave that there. And you can have that going in the back of your mind. And later on, we'll, we'll come back to it. But yeah, um, can I just ask you generally about your degree? You studied textile design. Is that right? Um, did you enjoy your degree? How what, what are your feelings about your degree now that it's a little bit in the past? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I loved my four years at ECA. I was so lucky to get a place because I know that some of the courses can be quite competitive. Um, but yeah, I knew that I wanted to go to Edinburgh. Like when I came to the Open Day, it just felt so much more relaxed than the other some of the other unis and like the interviews right we didn't actually have an interview it was all based off your portfolio whereas some of the other yeah unis you had to have an interview and they were quite intimidating um but yeah like the people who I was on my course with were amazing Mm. and the tutors and um like everyone was in the same room so from years like first year all the way up to masters we were all in the same studio we just kind of like moved around each Mm. year like depending what year you were in so that was so nice you got to know like everyone who was studying textiles you weren't just siphoned off into your own little room but um yeah yeah no I really enjoyed it and I'm interested in the balance when you're studying textile design the balance between thinking about things like branding and using your designs in a sort of corporate sounds a bit strong but like that kind Mm -hmm. of world and also the sort of creative side of it I'm interested in that balance yeah so I feel like in first year it was very much just like creative like drawing Mm. all the time drawing in ways that you wouldn't consider like drawing um like using like random materials we used like sponges and tights and just like random 3d objects to like draw with which was like yeah totally new to a lot of us I think um so yeah first and second year was all about color shape drawing materials and it wasn't until maybe third year third year was very yeah like commercial like corporate thinking Mm. about brands like um thinking like what brand would like this print and it was a lot more digital based working with um, people who worked in the industry who came in especially to work with us yeah thinking about our own brand like making a logo mm. did it represent our style um, and then yeah it was kind of like fourth year all of that came together and you had to think about what did you want to show yourself show everyone at the degree show um, yeah and we had to make our own websites and yeah totally show mm. Uh, yeah our personal styles and yeah everyone was so different some people were super colorful super bright super sparkly then other people were really kind of pared back all about drawing Mm. um so yeah yeah the degree show was yeah really special yeah um and I'm interested in um the evolution of your work from from the textile base work to the screen prints and collages that you've recently been doing. I'm wondering was that just sort of a natural process was that something to do with the resources you had available during covid um yeah, and I suppose also the progression from like slightly figurative design to more abstract yeah um so yeah, I've always loved screen printing. I feel like e c a like really specializes in screen printing 
um, there was the opportunity to learn obviously like knitting embroidery but they can kind of be done like more in your own time whereas like screen printing is more specialized and the facilities at ECA were amazing like you could just walk straight into the print room and get on with your designs whereas I know some other places you kind of have to like book a slot and there's only certain times you can go into the print room so we were really lucky to have that space like you know nine ten hours a day um so yeah I, I just really love the kind of flat color that you can get from it you know you don't have to spend ages yeah. drawing it out every time and you can repeat things you can bleach things out um so I really enjoyed yeah the kind of fabric element of screen printing um and then yeah moving on to like printing on paper it's just so much quicker in terms of like how it dries um and yeah you can layer it up you can repeat it so much quicker um and it's just more kind of I guess you kind of know what it's going to look like whereas on fabric um it's really varied how it turns out sometimes um but yeah I've always like liked abstract shapes yeah I just feel like it's more yeah you can experiment so much with even just like simple marks mark making you can get them straight onto a street screen so quickly and build up all these shapes so yeah um and I'm I'm interested in how lockdown affected your um your making practice because I suppose now now you do have access to your studio but I presume in the first lockdown you weren't able to get into work so yeah how did that affect your process yeah um so yeah during the first lockdown yeah I didn't have access to all the same materials but I just started by doing a lot of yeah like simple collages like painting all my own swatches I started making my own paper like recycled from magazines and bits and bobs Um, and I've used those since to like make my own business cards so rather than like buying new business cards all the time I just make my own um, which is obviously like way cheaper and obviously better for the environment Um, but yeah just a lot of like really simple shapes looking at color um so yeah even though I didn't have access to screen printing I kind of knew what I wanted to do when I got back into the mm. studio like had made these simple collaged drawings um so yeah I, re- I did really enjoy making them um yeah even though it was slightly different mm. to the studio space and and then um with the the screen prints do you take your collage designs and replicate them in a print or is it more just sort of an inspiration as to how you're going to make a print yeah sometimes just more for kind of reference i wouldn't say i like replicated them exactly um but yeah definitely the shapes are good for references um and like yeah in the studio you can work on a much bigger scale than maybe you can home sometimes um so it was nice to get to back to working with like larger scale pieces of paper and yeah yeah I'm interested in the the balance of colors that you choose in your abstract pieces I know that with your textiles and particularly your degree show you um were influenced by sort of the natural world the sea and the sky and whatever and I'm wondering the the colors do they sort of come from a particular reference point or is it more just sort of what colors you enjoy mix um yeah I feel like sometimes my palette is more yeah like you said like natural um I yeah blues greens yellows um, but then other times it has become a lot bolder I feel like over the past couple of years I feel like some colours I would have never have been like oh that's not my colour I'm not going to use it whereas now yeah, I definitely do try to use some more um, I feel like pinks 
yeah, reds, oranges, I feel like they're definitely starting to creep in a lot more. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been nice, like, just totally, like, using any colour that, yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And can I ask you, what's it like to be an artist in residence, particularly in a school? What's what's that experience like? Do you teach? Do you share your work? How does How does it work? Yeah, so I'd say probably about, it's like half and half. So, like, half the time I get to work on my own stuff and then the other half of the time... I'll be in lessons, so it ranges from like primary four, which are kind of like eight or nine year olds, all the way up to like sixth years. So I could just be like helping out in a wee primary class if they're doing printmaking or something that's quite messy. Um, but then all the way up, yeah, in fifth and sixth year, can be like helping with portfolios, preparations for any interviews, or um, just helping them think about where they want to go, art school, foundation. Um, what courses they're most interested in and then yeah like in the middle like S1, S2 we start to think about Photoshop yeah graphic design just because that's becoming so like important Mm. those computer skills especially yeah for a degree Um, so yeah we have a little like graphics club on a lunchtime um, and then we have sketchbook club oh really? and we just like kind of do like messier things Um, so yeah just a like a range of everything. Oh, that's brilliant! I would have loved to have had that when I was studying <laughs> art at school. That would be cool. Again, visit Sophie and see what she was making, and ask her about my portfolio. <laughs> um, where do you see your work taking you? I'm wondering. Is it more down a sort of slightly brandy route, or more um, the making route? What? Yeah, where do you feel drawn? Um, I'd say the kind of yeah making. Mm. Um, I feel like branding yourself or trying to get your work kind of bought by a company is is so hard Mm. just because there's so many people out there making very similar prints Mm. sometimes um so it's really hard to get your foot in the door um also the like the rate at which prints are produced by like professional studios who go on to sell their work is so fast like I work, I interned in a studio where they everyone was making probably 10, 12, 15 prints a day and they were being fired out to all sorts oh, wow. of companies and they'd be coming back buying yeah. them the next day. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that it's, it's almost too quick, like you can't keep up. Um, so, yeah, I'd say more kind of just making, um, just like more <laughs> relaxed, like more for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely will keep screen printing for as long as I can like yeah I think it's incredibly therapeutic the kind of like colour mixing printing washing the screen drying it how do you think it looks what colour should I use next just like all these little questions you ask yourself so yeah 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 I'll move on to some questions that I ask all of my guests Mm -hmm. the first one being can you tell me about an artist who's made a big impression on you and your work okay so yeah I picked um her name is Tanya Kovacs she mm-hmm. is originally from Brighton and she studied in Newcastle, I believe. Um, and luckily, her, a lot of her work has been here in Edinburgh. So she has a permanent piece at Jupiter Artland that's called Rivers. Mm-hmm. And it's this kind of beautiful wooden kind of shed on the edge of the lake at Jupiter Artland. And it features 100 glass bottles. And in each glass bottle is water that's been taken from a river around England so there's kind of like a hundred like bottles of different river water 
Um, but each has been like cleaned and like treated so it will last for um, you know a long time in these like special kind of like like science looking flasks um, but it's like the shed is open so it's kind of like part of the like river there um, I think it's like really beautiful inside and the way that yeah the way the shed has been built the wood as well is is lovely um, and she also wrote a book called Drawing Water, which I referenced quite a lot in fourth year for my, yeah, like my water-themed natural project. Um, it's like a collection of stories, drawings, maps, poems from like, you know, hundreds of years. There's all sorts of like famous navigators to like more contemporary sculptures, just everything that kind of like relates to water, including her own work, like she's looked at maps as well, paintings. It's all very kind of simple, just like blue and white marks, very like abstract. Um and that book was actually published by the Fruit Market Gallery, which is here in Edinburgh. Um so yeah, I I feel like her work is really yeah, I really, really like it. Amazing. I'll have to go to Jupiter Artland and see that. That sounds beautiful. Um the next question is, what impression do you want your work to make on the world? Um, I try to think about this. I'd say the colour is key. I feel like my work, the more abstract work, doesn't always have to kind of look like or represent anything. It's just more mm. kind of like how it makes you feel. And yeah, yeah like, do, do you like those colours? Like, the balance of colours, does it make you angry? Does it make you sad? Does it remind you of something you've seen before or um, something you've read about, perhaps? Um, like, yeah, I find, like, drawing, like, analytical drawing, like, really hard. Um, so just it's more mm. about kind of how how you respond to the, the piece. Yeah, beautiful. Um, my next question is, is there a piece of art that, um, you would like everyone doesn't have to be everyone in the world but you know every, lots of people to encounter you think it would maybe make the world a better place or help people understand something or something like that um, yeah I picked um, Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh because I feel like sometimes you go in a, to a gallery you know there's like a famous piece of work there but then when you see it it's actually it's not, uh, and you're like, because you've seen pictures of it before, you're kind of like, oh, like, yeah, there it is. It's maybe not as, like, wow as you think it's going to be. But I remember seeing this and just kind of, like, I didn't realise how close, like, I was to it. I was too busy, like, looking ahead in front of me. And then I turned around and it was literally right there on the wall. And I was, like, really kind of, like, taken aback by just, like, how close I was to it without even realising. And I stood there for ages. I think it's absolutely beautiful, and it's also, um, it's not based on a like a real place. I think like Van Gogh like imagined it. It's not actually, um, a, you know, a certain village or something. So I think that's important as well to kind of like like you said like everyone d- can imagine like themselves where it is, or they can think of like their own place um, that maybe they'd come up with. Um, yeah, like I said, yeah, art doesn't have to always be of a certain thing. Um, even though it's something that we all know, like a kind of nighttime scene, it's not a specific like area. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the colours as well, and the way it kind of moves across the the um, image. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say that that was my chosen piece. <laughs>
Brilliant. There's something really universal about a, a starry night. Yeah. Um, and my final question is, do you have any recommendations for listeners of things you've been enjoying? Reading, listening, watching, that sort of thing. Yeah, recommendations for listeners. Okay, so I chose the um, Grayson Perry's Art Club exhibition book. So, uh-huh. yeah, the, ser- the series was on during lockdown and then... Um, they were able to make a kind of exhibition of everything that was going to be on display in Manchester. Um, And there was a final kind of episode about that just before Christmas, about them bringing all the works together and how they chose the pieces. Uh, But obviously, unfortunately, it wasn't able to go on for as long as they would like because of the newest lockdown. It meant the gallery was kind of closed again. But having the kind of episode on TV was actually like really emotional like, I didn't realize how emotional I would get watching it um just like you know people in their homes people out trying to embrace like wildlife um yeah people who would maybe kind of not be as like celebrated in the art world sometimes who were having this amazing opportunity presented to them through the kind of art club so there was also a book that I bought over Christmas time that showed like so many pieces that people had sent in and there's obviously the celebrities in there as well who'd sent work in so I think it was just like yeah yeah, very kind of um, like a shared kind of experience that everyone was able to get involved with somehow so yeah the like catalogue the exhibition just the series of work that that um series was able to produce i love that series i didn't watch all of it but now i feel like i want to go back and and watch it all and and do the challenges each week or whatever um yeah (laughs) oh now i'm gonna go and order that book yeah it's such a shame that that exhibition had to close i wonder if they'll be able to give it some more life at some point hopefully finally did you, have you thought of any episode titles anything anything that sort of come to mind um during the recording um we could call it like i don't know something to do with like collages or color or yeah just our colorful collage or something nice nice that's perfect um wonderful thank you so much sophie for being on artist impressions no thank you thank you so much it's been so (laughs) nice to talk to you you too